0: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561.
1: 800-405-2561. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the
2: West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history, Pedro
3: Fernandez. WC Caballeros, bienvenido. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar sports bylon studios in San Francisco, California. Check it, the mail is correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. 35-plus years now. Make that 36 years, often imitated, but... Hardly duplicated. For the next hour, live on Sports Byline, Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 211, and like a thousand other internet platforms, we're talking boxing and mixed martial arts. We'll bring in the PhD of boxing. That's right. Boxing's only PhD. The great Socrates Palmer from the Bronx will come in, in a couple of minutes, of course. We got three weeks of boxing to talk about. Last week in boxing, of course. This week in boxing, of course. Next week, wow, the World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Anthony Joshua looking to redeem himself against Andy Ruiz. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen, but he's looking to redeem himself. Of course, they're gonna do this in an air-conditioned desert. Straight up, an air-conditioned desert. They're getting 100,000 people outside. I don't know what they're talking about, but they hope to pull this off December 7th, live from Saudi Arabia. Of course, that will be on The Zone. If you don't have The Zone, check out The Zone. The Zone's got some great fights going on. We'll talk about The Zone card, of course. They've got a card today. ESPN Plus has a card today, of course. Carl Frampton. He's on ESPN Plus. I'm talking about Man, he, he's a good fighter. He's, of course, he once beaten fighter out of the UK, uh, UK or Ireland, Ireland. Take it, take it on Tyler McCreary. Tyler McCreary is undefeated out of Philly. This might be the fight of the weekend. Of course, he former WBO featherweight champion. Let's talk about Oscar Valdez now stepping up to 130 pounds. He was supposed to take on Andres Gutierrez, but somebody came in overweight and we'll get to that after the break. So lots of things to talk about today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You can join us if you like on the toll free 1-800- 878 7529. That's 1 800 878 7529. Or, or the more popular, guilt free, no commitment text line. You can text us here in the studio. You want to text us? You can. The number? 415 275 1613. The studio text line for Ring Talk Live Worldwide once again 415 275 1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio Series XM satellite, right in, the American Forces Network. Shut your mind!
1: Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details.
2: Need cash today? Have bad credit or maxed out cards? GotLoans.com can help. GotLoans.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks with over 100 different lenders. You can get up to $5,000 with no paperwork. Get your cash as soon as tomorrow. Just have a checking account and a regular income source. For the personal loan you need now, whatever your credit, it's GotLoans.com. On your smartphone or computer, GotLoans.com.
1: It's time to play Vomit or... No, no vomit. vomit. Brought to you by Nauzine.
2: Let's jump right in. Imagine the night before Thanksgiving you partied too hard. Now you're suffering through turkey day. Try not to Ralph on Uncle Ralph. Bob, do you A, vomit? B, guzzle the pink stuff? C, take fast-acting Nauzine?
1: Um, take Nauzine?
2: Correct. Nauzine's four-minute formula quickly relieves stomach discomfort from overindulging in food or drink.
1: Get fast-acting Nauzine now. Available in stores everywhere. Use only as directed.
4: Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting SMART to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting SMART to 84888. That's S-M-A-R-T to 84888.
2: Fernandez,
4: outside
3: call
2: on line nine. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Guess what? Birthday time. Guess who? The PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer. Socrates, happy birthday, my
5: brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Straight thank up. You, thank
3: we you. We only bring you the Beatles on this show, of course. Socrates Palmer, our resident PhD. Now, Mr. PhD, time to put you on the spot, birthday or not. Oscar Valdez the Andres Gutierrez came in 11 pounds overweight in a 130 pound fight. That's a bit extreme, huh?
5: That is some unprofessional stuff if I've ever seen one. how do you, 11 pounds? That's that's bad, bro. That's, I don't I don't I don't, think, I don't I don't know how much Time you got to spend in the uh, in the sauna to, to to lose eleven pounds in about an hour. What kind? Oh, but what what,
3: what what kind of husband does it take to show up at a weigh in at eleven pounds? I mean, first of all, I wouldn't show up to weigh in eleven pounds heavy. I would just say, you know, I call him on the phone. I ain't making the fight. You know what I mean? You don't show up eleven pounds heavy. Would you think we're going to let you fight?
5: Yeah, that's that's horrible, man. Like who who who? I mean, obviously the fighter takes the blame at the end of the day, but. What, what did he have a trainer for? Like, don't they check that weight, like, on a daily basis? 11
3: pounds? Well, I'm going to tell you a little story about making weight. Wilfredo Gomez mm-hmm. is going to fight Salvador Sanchez in 1981, I think, for the, um, the featherweight championship. moving up from 122 pounds. He's like 33-0 and 0 with 32 knockouts. He's he's an amazing fighter, of course, a Puerto Rican sensation. Um, he's taking on Sanchez. Uh, they're going back and forth. And Sanchez, and, and, oh, at the weigh-in, the weigh-in, the night before the night before the fight, because they're going to weigh in that morning of the fight. They're weighing the same day of the fight. The night before the fight, Gomez goes to bed at 126 pounds. So the people on Gomez's team that I know, and I won't mention names because I don't want to embarrass them. Okay, Francisco Paco Vargasel, he was running the show there. Anyway, they sent Gomez to bed that night at, at 126 pounds, and he woke up in the morning, and they took him down on the scale, and he stepped on the scale in front of me, and he was 130 pounds.
5: Wow. He
3: was drinking water. Good night stock. Drinking water. Listen, guys get thirsty. They drink water, and and for some reason, I think he thought he could pull that off coming down there four pounds heavy. Okay, so anyway, he um he goes back upstairs. He goes through some extremes, and he comes back down one hundred twenty eight, one hundred twenty seven and three quarters, something like that. And Suleiman waves the flag and says, "Okay, the fight's on." But that was just, that's one of the story the wo the weight woes of a uh, boxing history. Go on. I'm sorry to take it away from you. No, I, I,
5: that's just. I mean, I, that's you know not that that's acceptable at all, but. Four pounds, you know, okay, that's a little reasonable. But 11 pounds, that's that's ridiculous. You know, I that's that merits almost a uh, a suspension.
3: Like, how do you do that? Well, okay, enough of that. Um, there's a good a couple good fights. Oscar Valdez is a good fight. I don't know what he's going to do, but he was a good fight. He's going to take on. Uh, he was supposed to take on Gutierrez, who came in 11 pounds heavy. The rest of the card um, looks pretty solid. Carl Frampton's going to be fighting on ESPN Plus as well. How good is Carl Frampton once beaten, but how good is he? Somehow he doesn't seem to be able to close the show. Is this is there, am I missing something there?
5: Well Carl has been very solid throughout his career. Um he actually he I I going into before our combo this, this morning, I, I thought I was under the impression he had that one loss to uh Santa Cruz, but we, I forgot about the loss to Frampton, uh which was a a decision I mean to um Warrington,
4: who's mm-hmm. a
5: fellow countryman. Uh it's a tough, tough fight. Um, how good is Carl Franz? Carl Frant has always been in competitive fights. He's a, uh, uh a very, uh, sharp counterpuncher. Uh, he uses range very well. He's small and that's going to be the, a, a big disadvantage as he goes up in weight. He's fighting, uh, a gentleman who's undefeated, albeit against limited competition. Uh, young, hungry from Toledo, Ohio, I see. 26 years of age, so it's going to be a, a, a crossroads uh, in some uh, aspects. Branton to see how much he has left in the tank, and and uh, his opponent to see if he's a, a a real challenger.
3: Switching gears with the PhD of boxing, going to 140 pounds. Man, 140 pounds looks like yikes. Josh Taylor sort of emerged on the scene, of course, with that win a couple of weeks ago. Josh Taylor just. He, he he dug down deep and he showed some grit and determination. I mean, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was going to beat Regis progress, but he beat him clearly, in my mind.
5: Yeah, I mean that's two of us. I didn't expect uh, him to lose. I didn't expect him to beat Progres. I think most of the, um, at least on the American side, everyone was kind of uh, crowning Pro Progres as the best junior welterweight in the world. Maybe he got caught up reading his own press clippings, Taylor. Maybe the home field marriage played into it. Um, digging deep, not wanting to lose in front of his hometown crowd. Uh, he's a lot better than what I thought going into the tournament, I'll tell you that much.
3: P.A., I was under the impression he was, quote, ordinary. What, did, were you feeling sort of like the same thing? Yeah, nothing special. <laughs> <laughs>
5: nothing. Nothing special yeah, the same way. He, he, he took the words out of my mouth. But, you know, the guy won. You know, he won and clearly won. Uh, he, he won a fight that he showed that he could fight when he was hurt. Um, he he beat a guy that was undefeated. That he, he no ifs ands and buts about it. You know he beat him cleanly. He got, and I'm glad he, that the decision was made in the right uh, the right direction that day.
3: They call him the Tartan Tornado. I don't know what Tartan means. Maybe it's the town he's from, or maybe it's tartar sauce. I don't know. Bottom line is also at 140 pounds. Juan Carlos Ramirez, man, 25 and 0, 17 zips. Coming off some surgery, I believe, but he's to take on Victor Postel, who's always a good gatekeeper. That's gonna go down February 1st, 2020 in Haku. Is Haku Japan?
5: I, I believe it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, it sounds like, it, or a poem. No, I think actually the fight's in China, no?
3: Oh, is that China? Anyway, alright. And bottom line is Postel.
5: the fight's in China. That's actually that's, that's an interesting fight. Postel uh, came back, uh, after losing, looked good in his last fight. Um, at one point, considered the best 140-1 until he ran into um, uh, Bud Crawford. Um, very, very good fight. And Ramirez is a beast. You, you he know this came off a great win.
3: Yeah, yeah, I guess Maurice Hooker, no doubt about that. He hurt his hand, yeah. I believe, and he'll be coming back off an injury. You know, talk about boxing in China, uh, Socrates. When we first did that first card there in 1993, we had to bring Ali over there in order to get it done. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't have done boxing in China without Ali. He had to be the face that we brought over there because we tried to go over there on something else, man, and they, they wouldn't even talk to us. Basically, we spent a couple of days in Beijing doing nothing.
5: Wow. So is there another heavyweight in the world that could help bring, bring back uh, hostages, right? Because didn't he help with that a couple yeah. of years ago? Yeah. And broker a fight in China. There he is, the greatest of all time. But, no doubt no, about
3: it. But here's a good one. Sir, Sir Jabalot, Keith McMurray, had a bit of, um, we'll say he had some issues. So he sold his passport in Beijing, China for $3,000, 3000 American dollars back in 93. So he didn't have a passport to get on a plane. Guess who got him on the plane? Muhammad Ali. He got him on the plane. Guess who walked him through customs in, in LA? Muhammad Ali. I kid you not. I mean, there's no I don't I don't know if the president maybe the president could. But outside of the president, nobody else could walk you onto a plane without a passport and or uh, walk you through customs in the United States without a passport. It's impossible.
5: That's amazing. That's, that's,
3: Listen, he, he, I just can't say enough. You know, I, I guess I had Ali on the brain yesterday, and I was thinking of the good things, the bad things, the pleasant things, the unpleasant things going all through his entire life. And, you know, I come out with the same thing that sort of John Signorella said a few months ago that, you know, n- no matter who he touched, no, no, he didn't touch, well, he did touch me physically, but even if he didn't touch you physically, he touched you, and I, I don't know how to explain that to people except that you had to be there to know it. You hear where I'm coming from?
5: Yes. Yeah, I mean, he is just one of the, on, on, you could probably count on one hand the Mount Rushmore of, of people that lived on this earth, and he's got to be up on there.
3: So cool. The great Ph.D., Socrates Palmer. on the greatest. Muhammad Ali. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
0: 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
5: Well, I'm on Ring Talk, and as you know, this is one of the first shows that got onto the internet. Uh, my friend Pedro is a true fighter in his own, uh, his own, uh, mind, I should say. But he really is. I seen him exercising the other day, getting ready. For somebody, I don't know who it is, because everybody is taking shots at him, so I see him getting himself in good condition so that he could fire back. Never been one to say die, never been one to hide out. He comes on damn near parpidots, full steam ahead. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro
2: Fernandez. He
5: is the greatest fighter of all times next to me.
3: On the soul side of town, the mighty tower of power, the kind words of Don King... Don knew I was in shape, man. That was like 1994, 1995. I was ripping and rocking, man. 145 pounds, ready to go. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the line from the Bronx. Of course, the man himself, the Ph.D. of boxing, boxing's only Ph.D., Socrates Palmer. Sock, I showed you that picture about uh Don King uh, that I took in San Francisco, right? Yeah, that
5: was... Uh... That was pretty cool.
3: It seems like Don's seen better days. Okay, now let me, let me tell the listeners what's going on here. I was driving down the street, driving down 8th Street, which is a one-way street here in San Francisco, approaching Howard Street, and I look over, and I see this dude that looks just like Don King, and I'm saying to myself, man, that looks like Don King, so I drive around, the- I couldn't get a chance to take a picture, so I drive around the block, and he's still there, because the guy's got to walk, and so he ain't moving too fast, so I figure he'll be there when he get back, so anyway, he's there when I get back, I take a picture of him, I said, man, you look like Don King, he said, oh, man, anyway, gave him a couple of bucks, he moved on his way, but the bottom line was I shot the picture, to uh, Don King's niece, and she said to me, "Quote that sure does look a lot like my my uncle. Oh, I'm going to show it to him. He'll be he'll be sort of uh, 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 amazed because the guy looks just like him. I mean, and the reason why I mentioned this is the guy was homeless, and the guy's all all busted up, got the Don King hairdo, the whole nine yards. But you know, I said that Don King went broke renting in San Francisco because I don't know if I told you this, but rent in the Mission District, get this, seven thousand dollars for a house. Wow,
5: speechless."
3: What can I say? In apartments, wow. in apartments, four grand. Wow, man! Just, hey, it's unheard. no, it's the tech thefts. I hate to say it, the, the tech thieves have come here and they've just taken over the city. In fact, most of the mission. In fact, um, one of these centers I intend to promote at on 19th of Florida. One of the art centers was uh, recently rescued by the community. It held about 900 people for a concert. But it, it was rescued by the community, the arts and uh, community center down there in 19th Florida. So that was rescued in the last couple of weeks by the community. Outside of that, that would have went to the tech thieves. And I hate to call them tech thieves because this is Google and all this kind of good stuff, but that's what they are, man. They're moving into our area, and they're, and they're just stealing it. The the,
5: uh, the claws of uh, Silicon Valley... Extend
3: that far, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, without a doubt. Without, I mean, we have the buses coming in, and and we have big buses coming into our our city, you know, from all. You know, I just think we we need to stop measuring the economy. And I, I'll get off on this get off the subject in just a minute. But I'm going to say this one thing: we need to stop measuring the economy by how well the rich people are doing. I'll leave it at that.
5: Well
3: said. I'll leave yeah. it. I'll leave well it at best. that. Let's go back to the sport at hand. Of course, the big subject hand: the boxing world, rocking and rolling. Is Floyd Mayweather going to come out of retirement? i got a question for you via the text line. Yes or no? Uh,
5: He says he is, and according to the uh, the lifestyle that he likes to live, I I don't know of any other place he can make that much money in one night, so I would have to say yes.
3: Makes me want to puke. It just does. I mean...
5: (laughs) I I I,
3: I'm sorry to be so so blunt, but I just can't think of anything else other than wanting to puke. Listen, he was never my favorite guy. I never thought that he was he was super exciting. I having watched guys like Roberto Duran and Tommy Hearns and and Ray Leonard and people like that and even lesser names of that era. But but um, but I'm telling you, I mean, Tommy Hearns would have dropped so many bombs on Floyd Mayweather. Floyd wouldn't have got out the second round. Floyd Floyd would have been lucky to last as long as Duran did.
5: The shoulder roll wouldn't have uh, served uh, much. No, yeah. I I mean, I would be excited if you would anticipate that he was going to come out and have a real fight against one of these young, hungry guys, like like a Terrence Crawford, someone of that ilk. But you know that's not going to happen. So Um, probably his best bet is against uh, Pacquiao, and I can't see the the second fight being much different than the first. Maybe a little bit more competitive if Manny's shoulder is 100 percent and Floyd
3: is 42. Oh man! You know, oh, but man. you know. Listen now, now, now. now, now. I, I said I wanted to puke at the thought of Floyd Mayweather coming back. The fat, the thought of Floyd Mayweather fighting Manny Pacquiao. Well, guess what? Guess what? Even if I've st- Even if, um, I'm on 10 cups of coffee and I've taken, I can go to sleep during that. It's, I I can guarantee, there's nothing exciting about that. I mean, I've seen that the first time, bad shoulder or not. What is he trying to say? Well, my shoulder was bad the first time, so I ripped you off, so I went into a fight telling you to bet on me, telling you I was 100%, and I didn't have but one arm. I mean, is is that what Dan, Manny Pacquiao, is that how he's going to market the rematch? Yeah, it's a slippery slope,
5: man. I mean, either, it sounds like an excuse, or it sounds like uh, an excuse. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> all,
3: right, all right. Now, how, how good is Deontay Wilder when he's losing every round before stopping older than dirt Mr. Ortiz last week? I mean, they're talking about Deontay Wilder in the pound-for-pound ratings after losing every round. I mean, What's up with that? Uh,
5: I think he's as good as we probably thought he was originally. I mean, he's not going to ever be confused with, uh, a beautiful boxer. He's never going to be Ezra Charles. Uh, he is someone that is must-watch TV, though, because he can end the fight in any round. He's got a natural right hand that is it's a bomb, and if he lands it on the right spot, you're going to go out for the count. He was losing every round against Ortiz. Now, you know the way boxing doesn't necessarily have to, doesn't work this way that if A beats B, then that means that uh, a is going to beat C. No, it, it doesn't work that way. So what I'm saying is, Tyson Fury, will will he have the right game plan or, or be able to solve the, the Wilder puzzle, which is keep your concentration, outbox him, maybe leave your, your, your ego aside, and win a, a stinker, which is possible. You know, if Ortiz did it, and Ortiz being closer to 50 than he is his actual Asia, he says, he fights that. So they would do that for six rounds. So they would do that for six rounds. Who knows, you know? But you still have Deontay Wilder's ability to just smoke you with one shot. You know, whether it be in the top of the head or right in the chin. You know, it's it's um it's something that you got to respect. You know, I, I'm not a fan. But you, you you have to respect the result.
3: Okay, speaking of respect, how about respect for this? The king of boxing mm-hmm. himself, Canelo Alvarez, says he won't allow the zone to delay any future fights for anything. Man, he's the king. I can't believe they put him on hold to put Jorge, Jorge Macedo and, and Nate Diaz on TV. What kind of crap was that?
5: That was a big mistake. That's so all it was. I don't know if Oscar De La Hoya did it on purpose because... You know, they seem to not be on the best of terms these days. Um, I don't know whose call that was. No, no one had, you know, people tend to stand up and take credit when things go right, but I haven't seen anyone, you know, take credit for that one. Um, you know, I mean, two guys, Nate Diaz and and, and uh, Master Dolph, I, I, I butchered his name, I apologize, <clears throat> real gritty, good fighters in their world, but on the world scheme of things, who, who knows who they are outside of MMA? You know, I mean, Canelo Alvarez is has is all is on the verge of crossing over into popularity of outside of boxing. I mean, he is the face of boxing, and to do that, that's just horrible. Six, night.
3: six plus million dollar gate there in the Madison Square Garden for that fight, Jorge Masvidal, and of course the pay per view dollars, and you only got a half a million bucks. Any comment on that, Mr. PhD? There,
5: when. <laughs> <What are> the <laughs> can, can, can the UFC fighters go on strike? Can they afford to do it like the way the NFL has done and the NBA and and all these other leagues? I mean, that's crazy. You think think about it. The guys, the undercard guys in the Canelo fight made more than them. That's sick.
3: Well, you have to look at it this way, and I keep trying to tell people, if you have a dollar in the U.S.C., only 8 to 12 cents of that dollar goes on talent. So that means, and I, and I try to equate this with the pimps I worked with in San Francisco when they had street workers um talk about, you know, hookers. I couldn't imagine a hooker working. In other words, baby, you're getting 100 bucks for this, but I'm going to give you $8, $8 and, and on the top end, I'm going to give you 12. I wouldn't have much of a stable.
5: Yeah, that's. That you used use the great word pimp Dana White's pimping these dudes, man. I don't understand it, but and and he's not the only show in town anymore. I mean, you got Bellator and other organizations out there. How how does he get away with that? Okay,
3: we are uh, a week away from Andy Ruiz, of course, and Anthony Joshua in the desert in, the, in Saudi Arabia. Um, any reason to um, to give Anthony Joshua anything more than maybe a slight chance of recovering here? Because it looks like. The momentum, the odds makers are favoring uh, Mr. Ruiz. I favor Mr. Ruiz. I think he's on a bit of a roll, and I'm not talking about the roll around his waist.
5: <laughs> uh, sure. I think uh, you, you have to give uh, uh, Joshua more than a, a puncher's chance. I mean, in the fight, let's not forget, he did drop Andy Ruiz uh, with the left hook, and, and if he dropped him and he was not 100% the way he claims to be, and if he is refocused and... Everything's good to go. I, I believe he's got a good shot to win. I'm still not picking him. I'm picking Ruiz. Uh, his manhood has been challenged. Uh, Andy Ruiz, in the uh, hype-up show, said to his face that you quit. You know, how is Anthony Goss going to take that? You know, psychologically, would that play a part in his mind that, that yes, I did quit? Or is it going to be his fuel to to recover his uh, title? And so... Um, it, it, it's it's must watch TV again. And, Every
3: division. And it's must watch TV on the zone. So if you haven't got the zone yet, I guess you better get the zone if you're a boxing fan. I can't. I mean, because I can I, You know, people there there are alternatives, those those pirated channels in the sand. But you pick up a virus, and why screw up your entire computer for a lousy fight?
5: Yeah, it's not worth it. The zone does give you the best uh, the best quality for your buck.
3: And speaking of quality for the buck, you are the man, no doubt about that. the only Ph.D. in boxing. Say hello to your daughter. Say hello to your lovely wife. Enjoy today. This is your birthday, man. May the sun shine on you, Socrates, in more ways than physical. God bless you, my brother.
5: Thank you, brother. I appreciate the time. All the best to you always. The great Socrates
3: Palmer on Sports Byline. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least
2: two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about Elite Rehab Placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober,
1: and all it took was the one phone call.
0: 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531.
3: Them belts are mine. Whatever they want to say, and they can say, oh, well, we took the belt and now it's this guy's belt. You can play with those fake belts all you want. The real Jose was KO'd, Eddie was KO'd. You're looking at the two-way world champion, and that's it. And that's it. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro
5: Fernandez.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's back. No, I'm not talking about poultry guys. I'm talking about Conor McGregor. Of course, the former World Featherweight champion, 145 pounds, stepped up to 155 at one point in time, (coughs) held belts in both the lightweight and featherweight division of MMA. Of course, featherweight is 145, lightweight is 155, and the next division is 170. So we have Conor McGregor coming back. Get this, at 170 pounds. Now, everybody says to me, well, you know, let him come back, Pedro. What's a, what's a few more pounds? This is not a few more pounds. This is a lot of more pounds. This is 15 more pounds. I mean, the guy's 31 years old. He's got a record of 21 and 4. Of course, his big claim to fame is doing that, st- that stunt with Mayweather and making all that money outside of it and making some, you know, got some whiskey lines and that kind of good stuff. More power to him. I mean, the guy's swimming in money. Swimming in money. More, I'm, I love it. I, congratulations. I mean, quite, one hell of an entrepreneur. No doubt about that. At one point in time, a pretty good fighter. But, 31 years old, <clears throat> stepping up 30 pounds from his optimum weight, that's a lot. That's a lot. The only guy I could do that in the world's boxing, I think, as we go back in history, was probably Roberto Duran. Think about that. The guy was a lightweight champion, and then he took moral middleweight champion, Marvin Hagler, 15 rounds, and he was beating Hagler. After 12 rounds. So, I mean, Duran was a former lightweight champion, moving up 25 pounds. I can't think of, I can't, even though Donald Cerrone is going to be across the octagon, of course, he's going to go down next year, UFC 246, and he's got a record of like 36 and 13, so he's supposed to lose his 14th fight. That's the way it's, you know, scripted. I mean, they're not they're not scripting this fight for for Conor to win. But the mere fact that Conor McGregor is going to fight this guy at 170 pounds, or maybe 25 or 30 pounds over his best weight, is is bad news for Conor McGregor. It just is. I mean, I'm going to tell you, okay? I look at Anthony Joshua, I'm back to Anthony Joshua for a second, and Andy Ruiz. When Joshua was knocked down, I was looking at a picture of that. Had I been knocked down in my boxing career, had I been knocked down in a fight, and I was looking at a guy that was considerably overweight standing over me, like Ruiz was. In other words, as junior welterweight, as a junior welterweight amateur title holder here in California, in other words, if I was looking up at a guy, I'd be looking up at a fat guy that probably weighed, that probably was like 100. 10-pounder, 115-pounder that put on 25, 30 pounds worth of fat. So they got to be like five foot two and, and really fat, okay? That's what I would be looking at. That's the equivalent of what Donald Cerrone is with Conor McGregor, size difference. The size is going to be there. This man, listen, size matters in two things in this world. We know it. Scott Cuddy says it all the time. Combat sports and pornography, that's it. Size matters in those two things. We're talking 170 pounds versus 145-pound peak. Okay, yeah, that was a long time ago. It was 2015, 2016. Guy puts on weight. The guy grows. No, the guy drinks. The guy gets lazy. The guy's a pig. The guy's a slob. I mean, come on. He threw the uh, the hand truck or or the the uh, the hand truck at at the bus. People got shards of glass in their eyes. He's pulled all kinds of stuff, you know. And then and then of course when Khabib lumped him up, Khabib beat the snot out of him. And listen, and I'll tell you what. I was a Gregor fight a fan for a while. Then when he fought Khabib. Going into that Khabib fight, when he, he insulted Khabib's father, but see the religion thing when he went after Khabib's religion, I, I sort of got a problem with that because I don't mess with the guy's religion, I don't mess with the guy's wife, and I don't mess with the guy's religion. You don't mess with those two things. Stay away from those two things, and guess what? You'll be pretty safe. But he went down there, and he kept going there, and he kept going there, and he kept telling, calling him, you know, a uh, dog religion and all kinds of good stuff. You know, Khabib just sitting there eating up the guy's twenty five and oh, the guy's a phenom, the guy's an icon, the guy's. The guy's unbeatable. He's a world world 155-pound champion. Of course, nobody's even come close. You saw what happened to Dustin Poirier in that last fight. He got dusted. It's plain and simple. Okay? Everybody that steps into the octagon with this guy is is in trouble. Now, talking about Tony Ferguson doing that next year, we'll talk about that in just a second. But let's go back to this Donald Sharon uh, match with um, Conor McGregor. It's not a thrilling fight, but it's going to turn some good numbers as far as this uh, pay-per-view is concerned. Of course, the UFC looking to... I don't want to use that word that yeah they're looking to uh utilize the 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 uh, the charismatic the, the, they're they're trying to pimp Connor off a couple more times they're not getting him at his prime at hundred and seventy pounds and not at his prime okay he wasn't at his prime when he didn't he fight in Diaz at one seventy yeah bad news remember ideas beat him yeah, at 155, he probably could beat guys at 155 still. I mean, he's got that punch, but at 175, I just can't see it. I can see guys taking him a couple of minutes, getting him tired, and guess what? Once you get tired, and once you get tired, that you saw him tired against Khabib. What happens when he got tired? He folded like a cheap tent. I mean, he wasn't no macho guy. He didn't go down like, hey, beat me until I'm gone. He sort of just succumbed over there and just folded up. That's all he did. He wasn't, listen, didn't show me no, no intestinal fortitude of some great champion or anything like that. I think the Irish people, of course, had backed him and, and said, oh, he's our champion. <clears throat> yeah, he was. But, you know, just like Roberto Durant in the No Mas day, that wasn't a good day for Khabib. I'm not saying, I mean, Khabib, for Conor. I'm not saying it was as bad as No Mas, but it was almost there. Talking all that smack and getting your ass kicked like that. And then, of course, Khabib, uh, Khabib jumping over the cage and slapping around your couple of managers and this and that. And as well, Khabib deserved to do so. Because you don't go after it. Hey, they went after his father, too. They said his father eats dog. I mean, come on. If you're sitting at a press conference and you go, like goes, yeah, my opponent, his father eats dog. You know, I mean, that's going to piss you off a little bit. And, you know, talking about your, you know, so I, I think that Khabib did what Khabib needed to do. As far as being suspended for six months, I thought that was a bit of a, a crock. Because, you know, they didn't suspend Conor for throwing the, the hand truck through the bus window. They didn't do that, did they? No, no. In fact, they even got the New York Police Department or the New York DA's office to look the other way. Hey, no crime, no foul, no crime, because nobody wants to sign a citizens arrest card. They should have, DA should have prosecuted him, no doubt about that. The connections, the connections are the reason why Conor McGregor didn't get tried fast. So, McGregor and Cerrone are gonna hook it up. Am I excited? No. Am I looking forward to, uh, this fight? Not at all. And who I think the UFC needs this type of fight as far as name, attractions are concerned. Yes, they definitely do. Because looking at the rest of their schedule, they've got Alistair Overeem next week, uh, December 7th, the same day against Andy Reeves coming to us from the nation's capital in the Capital One Arena. Of course, USC, uh, UFC on ESPN. Alistair Overeem in the main event, former force Heavyweight Champion at Showtime. Of course, Alistair Overeem. That's his real name. He's had some steroid issues. We know that he's taken on some Russian monster. We'll see what happens there. Uh, UFC 245, Donald Trump's favorite fighter, <coughs> Kobe Covening, uh going after the UFC welterweight championship held by... Uh, Mr. Usman. Usman's a hell of a fighter. He's undefeated. And this is going to be one barn burner. I think Covington might have bitten off too much. But then again, covington he's got a good he listen. He's attracting people to the sport, whether you like him or not, with this pro Donald Trump stuff. This is just it, it's pissing some people off and other people. It's like, yeah, he's my, my guy. Mm. Let me drink another beer and watch Kobe Covington. and go, go, Kobe, Kobe-, Kobe-, Kobe Fight with those guys. Yeah, well, Kobe Covington is going to go with Mr. Usman, UFC 245, December 14th from the T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, that'll be on pay-per-view and some type of ESPN as well. Uh UFC Fight Night. Wow. December 21st, the end of Brian Ortega. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of people think. Of course, he'll be fair going into this fight. He's only a once-beaten fighter. when he was undefeated going into that Max or Ortega fight a year ago. That's right, December 2018. But... <clears throat> He got beat so bad, I mean, put it this way, if he was a, if he was a bongo drum, he wouldn't have any skin left on him. The, the, the bongo drum would have a hole in it. That's how bad he got beat on. I, can't, I mean, it was one of the most severe beatings I've ever seen in my life. Ever. And I'm talking about boxing, MMA, on the street, as a cop, you name it. I don't think I've seen too many more horrific beatings than that. And nobody stopped the fight. The referee didn't stop the fight. That referee should be arrested for impersonating a referee, okay? The, the ringside doctor? What was he doing? Who was he? Mr. Magoo? Did he have his, did he leave his glasses in the dressing room? Okay. And how about the rest of the officials? How about the corner man? How about, the, although Brian Ortega has gotten rid of that corner, but how about the corner man? Those, what were those guys thinking? Oh, let him take a, let him take a few more shots. He's not going to win the fight, but let him take a few more shots. Man, he wasn't going to win that fight. You knew it right almost from the start. As soon as that fight was three or four minutes in, the busting up, the fact that Max Holloway was so dominant that you say to yourself, you know, this is not a fight that Brian Ortega is going to win. So Ortega taking on the Korean zombie, of course, is going to go down. Guess where? <clears throat> in Korea, Busan, South Korea. Not a good place to fight. I mean, you're being that unit. Listen, Brian Ortega is not being brought in there to win. Whether USC wants to admit it or not, they're like, They've gotten rid of uh, possibly a marquee fighter, uh, a fighter that could be it could have drawn unparalleled, uh, crowds as far as pay per view is concerned. He was a Mexican American. He spoke both languages. He's, af- he's, he's very fluent. He's, uh, he's intelligent. He wants to start, am- uh, foundations for charities and this thing. I mean, the kid's well versed. He's so well versed. Man. And then Dana goes and, you know, puts him in the fight with Hollywood, which I think he needed. he needed to fight for the world championship after 19 fights, 19 fights thing and a draw. More power to him. He deserved a title shot. But, Once, two rounds were into that fight, and he was getting his head handed to him. And when I say he's getting his head handed to him, it was almost figuratively, okay? I mean, he was almost getting his head handed to him. That's how probably the beating he was taking from Max Ortega. So he comes back for us, December 21st, in South Korea against Chan Zung hung Of course, the Korean zombie, pretty good fighter. I mean, we see him knock out that guy in the last time. He's like, whoa, man, 20 martial arts record. He's got 20 and 4, I think 20 and 5, 20 and 5. Good fighter, no doubt about it. Kickboxer with a 15-6 and 6 record. So I guess he's not the greatest kickboxer in the world. But he's fought at featherweight. He's fought at lightweight. He's fought before at 155 pounds. He's bringing this down to 145 pounds. Another disadvantage for Brian Ortega because he's going up against size. So Brian Ortega's going up against size. He's going up against the promotion. He's going up against the fact that it's in the Korean Zombie's hometown. I mean, how many more disadvantages does Brian Ortega need? Coming off that ass-whooping last year. How many more disadvantages can you give him, Dana White? I mean, man, I want to think. Here's what's up. Brian Ortega either pissed in Dana White's coffee or he, or, or Dana, or he took Dana White's boyfriend away from him. One or the other. It had to be one or the other. It couldn't be anything else less extreme. It just couldn't because Dana has just decided, you know what? I'm going to throw this guy in there, throw him in the tank, throw him in the pit one more time and see what happens. It's not a good thing. This is like He's destroying his own product. And why does Dana destroy his own product? I said this time and time again because he doesn't want to pay the product. So if you destroy the product before it becomes a super, super name, guess what? You've pimped him off. You've used him. You've moved on. There's another guy to take his place. That's unfortunate in the world of the USC. Of course, I mentioned this earlier in the hour. Uh, if, if, if the dollar, if the actual dollar that goes into the UFC out of the entire dollar, only 8 to 12 cents goes to the fighters, which is being alleged in that lawsuit against Zufa Sports. If that's, and they're putting it on paper, if they're willing to say that and prove it, I believe them. 8 to 12, I believe them. I mean, Jorge Mastodon, as we said, sold out Madison Square Garden, the greatest arena of all sports. The, the Mecca of boxing, he sold it out. And, and like him and Nadia's in a heartbeat. But they weren't coming there to see Nadia's as much as they were coming to see Jorge Masvidal coming off that, that vicious one knee knockout, that 10 second knockout or less, of course, than Ben Askren, of, uh, just a couple of fights ago. So, I mean, there were, Masvidal was like, is the hottest fighter going right now in the world of the UFC. He just is. He's hot. Of course, coming off that ass whooping of Nate Diaz. And he was pounding on Nate Diaz. People say to me, oh man, you know, you should have, Nate Diaz, you should have gave Nate Diaz a couple more rounds. Man, Nate Diaz was like donating blood. He was lined up at the Irwin Memorial Blood Bank. They should have just put a, put a, put a sieve next to his eye. That's how bad he was bleeding. When guys bleed that bad, another guy didn't, another guy they brought back too soon. In other words, they need people in the UFC so bad, they're willing to bring them back too soon. If they'd have let him go another couple months and let those cuts heal a little bit more, uh, thoroughly, I don't think it would have opened up the way they did. Now, the cuts played a ma- major factor in the fight. I'm not saying that Diaz would have won, because I think Mastodon's a monster right now. But it would have give him a better shot. So the Korean, back to the Korean Zombie. He and Brian are taking to go December twenty first, and I think that will be on uh, ESPN UFC Fight Night on ESPN. So good luck to the Korean Zombie, and good luck, really, 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 really good luck to. Brian Ortega. As far as the rest of the year is concerned, eh, what can I say? Not all that hot, man. That just sort of ends the year for the UFC, December 21st. you got McGregor and Sorongo going January 18th. Curtis Blaze and Junior Dos Santos January 25th from Raleigh, North Carolina. Of course, the mecca of UFC there. <clears throat> Not really. Houston, Texas. Uh, John Jones coming back, defending the UFC light. Heavyweight Championship UFC 247 February 8th at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Of course, in UFC Fight Night 168 coming to us from New Mexico. That's going to go down February 15th. Uh, rounding out the month of February in the world of cage fighting, as far as UFC is concerned, UFC Fight Night 169 is going to come to us from Auckland, New Zealand. They don't have a card yet on that. But the bottom line is UFC getting around the world. It is a worldwide sport. But was it worth 4.2 billion dollars? Hell no. You know they got taken. You know they got taken. But you know, it is what it is. I guess, I guess, you get what you can't for what you can. And they got it. USC, $4.2 billion. $4,200 million. That was a pink elephant in my mind. you tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Rig Talk Live Worldwide. If you didn't know it, you know it now. Oh.
2: Now, more of Ring
3: Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
4: You want to take a chance on that?
3: February 1st, 2020, I'm throwing a gig, La Fuente 2020. Of course, it will be at the Sons of Italy Hall, 5051 Mitchell Street. Here in the city, by the Bay, San Francisco, California, we're bringing them at the Old School La Fuente Group. It was a big nightclub back in the 80s and 90s here in the city, by the Bay. so we're bringing that back. It is almost sold out, but I want to thank my three ambassadors. I met with them last night at the Geneva Steakhouse out there in Geneva Mission and enjoyed the cuisine, no doubt about that. But Virginia Quadro, Lenaris, of course, and Rosario and Elizabeth Cervantes. My three ambassadors, we are almost sold out here as La Fuente 2020 approaches February 1st. And guess what? Don King said to me, son, you're doing a good job. Because I told him, I said, Godfather, we're almost sold out like in two weeks. He said, man, you should have had a bigger venue. I said, well, when I came to you, I said, when I came to you and asked you about the bigger venue before, you said, go in a small place. Yeah, yeah, Pedro, but I didn't know you were going to sell it out in two weeks. Bottom line is, we're looking good February 1st, 2020, La Fuente 2020. Check out the website, La Fuente 2020. Well, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, satellite radio channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and like a thousand other internet platforms, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 35, make that 36 plus years now, often imitated but hardly duplicated. I thank you so much for listening today. Of course, there's a million things, what a, zillion, a billion a billion things you can be doing in the world today, but the fact you listen to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, of course, we thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. We thank you from the Ring Talk studio and the Ring Talk clan. Of course, happy holidays one and all, skycut is the executive producer of Ring Talk live world one. Until next time, peace, love, and a ton of respect.
4: Cause I love you so.